G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Therefore, was one of care and compassion and protection. Again, there was no social security in that time in the biblical era in any nation or region of the world but in Israel. Under God's instruction. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Throughout the Old Testament, God talked a lot about caring for orphans. They hold a special place in his heart, and he expected his people to be both compassionate and protective of them. Today we're going to take a look at why orphans are particularly special to the Lord and why that's so important to us. I want to start by reading James 1, and it's verses 26 and 27. It says, If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet doesn't bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So therefore, pure and undefiled religion has to do with how we treat the vulnerable and the weak, in particular, orphans and widows. Mm. There's a list of people that I want to read out, Robbo. Aristotle, these are going to be people you've heard of. Aristotle the philosopher, Cyrus the Great, President Andrew Jackson, Nelson Mandela, uh, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, Malcolm X, uh, the poet John Keats, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, who was an author, along with Leo Tolstoy and J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, Louis Armstrong, the muso, Johann Sebastian Bach, Ray Charles, Ella Fitzgerald, Faith Hill, John Lennon and Tina Turner, um, actors Ingrid Bergman, Carol Burnett, Samuel Goldwyn, the movie mogul, Lee Majors, Marilyn Monroe, Orson Welles, uh, Babe Ruth, who was a baseball player in the US, Bertrand Russell, a philosopher, Johannes Kepler, the scientist, Apple founder Steve Jobs, and Vidal Sasson, the uh, beauty products magnate. Uh, Frodo Baggins, fictional characters here, Tom Sawyer, Oliver Twist, Cinderella, Jane Eyre, Huckleberry Finn, Pollyanna, Anne of Green Gables, Luke Skywalker. Mowgli of the Jungle Book, Snow White, Superman, Tarzan, Wolverine, Mark Schultz, Christian Muso, and my mum. They were all orphans. Wow. All of those people That's were amazing. orphans. Yeah, you got halfway is. through that list before I sort of started to tune into like, okay, I can see where this is going now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all orphans. That's amazing. Yeah, I was really quite surprised when I uh, read all of those as well. Now, the, the, the Hebrew word for orphan is yatom, and it means fatherless. Now, in Bible times, if a child had a mother but no father, they were actually considered an orphan. And the reason for that was that uh, single-parent families were predominantly impoverished because if the father had died, he was the breadwoman. Mm. It wasn't a common thing for a woman to have a job or earn money. It was primarily the, the father or the husband of the family. So if the father died, 
the child was considered fatherless and therefore an orphan, and mm. they were both in poverty. That's why when you read a scripture, it always says orphans and widows at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and so um, if they're considered orphans, then what happens to them? Now, in our societies today, in Western nations, there are far greater provisions for single-parent families and children with only one parent, and that being a mother predominantly, are not considered to be orphans. They have a mother, they have a parent, and there are facilities in place to make sure that they are not left with no income or protections. And uh, But how does God look at orphans? Okay, so all throughout the Old Covenant Scriptures, God warned his people not to oppress or afflict orphans and widows. These were the most vulnerable members of their society. And actually brought into that was also what he called the aliens, the foreigners Mm. that actually lived among their societies. And so it would probably be a good idea to read some scriptures to see exactly how... Um, how God felt about the orphans yeah, well, and the, widows. There are certainly lots to uh, to see in the Old Covenant. So uh, an example is Exodus 22. Uh, you shall not afflict any widow or orphan, it says in verse 22. Also Deuteronomy 10, 18 says, God executes justice for the orphan and the widow and shows his love for the alien by giving him food and clothing. And then uh, later in Deuteronomy, in chapter 24, it says, when you beat your olive tree, you shall not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the alien, for the orphan and for the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not go over it again. It shall be for the alien, for the orphan, and for the widow. So that's uh, talking about leaving some extras for them to come yeah, and yeah. come and collect. And uh, Deuteronomy twenty-seven nineteen as well. Cursed is he who distorts the justice due to an alien, orphan, and widow. And all the people shall say, Amen. In other words, agree with this. Understand and mm. be aware. And make sure you follow this pattern that you don't do anything against these most vulnerable. That offends God deeply Mm. and brings a curse. Now, the Hebrew view of an orphan, therefore, was one of care and compassion and protection. Again, there was no social security in that time in the biblical era um, in any nation or region of the world but in Israel. Under God's instruction, widows, orphans and foreigners, aliens, they were to be treated with respect. Uh, their rights and their physical well-being was to be protected and they had to be defended and championed. And anybody who was um, cruel to them or trying to rip them off, God would be furious about. And, in, and there were many times actually when in ancient Israel as a national people, they actually fell into that trap mm. and God was so angry and he would send prophet after prophet after prophet warning them that if they didn't stop doing that judgment was coming it, it was for idolatry yes it was for being unfaithful to him yes but god was so angry with the way mm. they would sometimes treat the most vulnerable in their societies and as a result it would bring curse on them deuteronomy 27:19 as you just read uh, but then you also mentioned another scripture that had to do with harvesting and God instructed that when their people, when his people uh, were due to harvest their crops, they were only allowed to go through and bring in a harvest one time. Remember, they didn't have the big machinery that mm. we have, so they have to do it by hand. So they would, could go through but only once. And the rest had to be left so that the most vulnerable, who didn't have a protector or a breadwinner to go and earn for them, could actually go into the fields property that they didn't own and collect food for themselves so that they could survive. Yeah. Well, you see this uh, illustrated in the book of Ruth, don't you, where Ruth uh, goes into that uh, field that Boaz owns 
and the the workers were leaving those extra bits in the corners of the field they weren't allowed to harvest because of the uh, the widows and the orphans that would come in and then they would collect for their own needs exactly and that was called the law of gleaning it was to make provision for the vulnerable now that was unique to Israel. I don't know of another society in the ancient world that ever implemented anything like that unless they adopted those particular principles from the people of Israel. Mm. That was unique in the in, in the ancient world. Israel was always very, very unique. And uh, there's um, in Psalm 68.5, God is said to be a father to the fatherless and a judge for the widows is God in his holy habitations. God is watching these most vulnerable as to how we deal with them and mm. treat them. And Psalm 146, 9 says, The Lord protects the strangers. He supports the fatherless and the widow, but he thwarts the way of the wicked. God, he won't tolerate it. We, mm. we look at the world and we see this the vulnerable being abused and we think, how can God not respond? He's watching and he's going to respond. Mm. He will in his own time. Now, when Adam and Eve sinned, we know that the relationship and the fellowship that they had with God was then broken. Okay, No longer could they be in God's presence the way that they originally were able to be. Uh, it was only through sacrifice and death that they could actually come near to God because of this distance. Okay, Now, this distance and separation wasn't because God is mean and nasty. It's because of sin. God is holy and pure, therefore he cannot... He cannot be with sin. So you have this separation. The only way to bridge this separation was through sacrifice, the, setting, the shedding of innocent blood, uh, through the ritual and ceremony. And it was constant and ongoing. And an innocent animal always had to be offered up as a sacrifice in order to bring about cleansing, to bring, to sort of try to bridge the gap, but it was always temporary. And again, not it's not the way God wanted it to be. The sin and separation was not God's design. It was our sin. We mm. are responsible for that break. Now, Jesus became our prophet, declaring truth and the coming of the kingdom. Okay, Deuteronomy 18, 14, 22 emphasizes that Jesus became our king, the son of David, the promised Mashiach, or Messiah, who was going to set all things right eventually one day. Okay, and we see that in Psalm 2 about God establishing his king. And Jesus became our great high priest, this mediator. And you can read about that in Psalm 110. The whole of the Old Testament is a foreshadow of Christ. So in the next program, we'll explore that some more and also continue the conversation about orphans, but from a new covenant context. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.